wonderful. Thanks so much for taking time to speak to me. Um, it is a oh, pleasure. Um, Thanks, man. Me too. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, so first things first, just just kind of check in with you. How how are you doing at the moment, and how is everyone in Suffocate Faster doing overall at the moment? Um, so far, so good. Um, I recently uh, moved to Australia. Um, the guys are. Um, faithfully carrying on the torch without me um it doesn't mean i'll never play a show again um but mm. it just means that um i've got to get some uh, my own ducks in a row down here uh, my wife is australian and uh she just finished her american citizenship so i am down here in australia to do mine and then we'll both be dual citizens and we can travel and work and do as we please which is kind of the goal so that's pretty much our five-year plan that's what we're going for um the guy, I kind of had a fair, well, not farewell show, but I had a, a last show for a while um, right yeah. before we left, um, October tenth, uh, I believe, or ninth, perhaps. I don't remember. Um, that weekend, <laughs> um, everything was great. Um, it was a great send off. Um, had a great time. Um, the guys all appear to be doing very well. Um, I've got uh, I trained a good friend of mine to fill my spot um, until I can come back, and. Uh, yeah, so everything's great. Everything's going well and uh, enjoying Australia and the um, band is flourishing. So they got some shows lined up. They got some Madball shows and um, not Madball, I'm sorry. They play, uh, they're playing with um, found the page, found the page, Pain of Truth. All right, so that, that's oh. the show I saw. Yeah, so Pain of Truth on November 20th. So that looks like a fun one. Looks like a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, what's been nice about this band, um, uh, I came back to the band um, in 2019 and we started writing new music and it's just been a lot more carefree. You know, we play here and there and we have fun when we do it. We get to hang out with each other and like really enjoy each other's company. It's just, it's less about um, the the business side and more about the fun side and um we lucked out with smart punk and them wanting to collaborate with us and get these yeah. EPs put out so like it literally it literally has been like a match made in heaven and i've actually really like i said i've really enjoyed just the the low pressure like enjoy everybody's company like just have a good time with old friends and 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 new ones and just uh enjoy playing music like that way again, you know, um, I think you get to a certain point and a certain age where everything has to be a certain way, or if it's not lucrative, you don't do it. Or if it doesn't, you know, like it's all these things where you go, all right, let's just not worry about all that stuff. Let's have a good time. Yeah. So it, it's been really great. It's been, it's been awesome to be back with the band and, and, and playing new music and writing new music. And, and then all the new music is going over well live and it feels good to play and, you know, all the, all the things that you want to, to come out of new music is, is, and it's being well received. So it's just like, it's, it's great. It's a combination of all the good things. So I would say everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Did that, that, does yeah. that relaxed feel that you've got that relaxed attitude that you currently have within the band? Has that made this, well, let's be honest, an incredible uh, life choice shift in your life. Has that made it easier mm -hmm. to kind of just do that? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like it, it, it leaves the stress, out of it so like we're just like oh well who are we gonna get to play guitar when you're not here you know you know obviously i want the band to keep continue without me of course um and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like yeah who's the best fit you know like who who do we want to play and then you know you talk to your old friend and you go hey buddy uh hey john do you want to play some guitar and he said 
yeah, sure. How much time do I have to learn everything? Because you know how that goes. I, yeah. It's like, uh, is how much pressure is on this? Do I need to do it tomorrow? Do I can I do I have a couple weeks? Um, but yeah, um, it 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 took all that kind of out of it. And then that the other thing too is like, yeah, whenever you come back, we'll play shows. And I said, all right, cool. So it's just kind of like have a good time while I'm not here, and uh, I'll see you guys hopefully sooner than later. You know, yeah. um, and and honestly too, it makes it makes you know moving easier like there's no there's like you know no pressure that i'm missing something i mean sure i'm missing shows but um at the end of the day it's it's one of those things where like carry it on boys keep it going i'll see you see when i see you you know um so yeah that i mean it is great i would say i would say um it has made it quite a bit easier that's good to hear it's good to hear because of course we are gearing up for the release of this is the way volume two your new ep Mm -hmm. out november 17th via smart punk but first we yeah, yeah, and we have the single first as well, Time Flies, which, as of the time recording, is out in, well, one, yeah, two, yeah, October 19th, so tomorrow, oh, okay. yes. Yeah, uh, sooner, sooner, than, sooner than later, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Talk to me about your initial thinking regarding making This Is The Way two volumes with two tracks on each. Um, Well, so, I will tell you, this: the second one ends up with three because of the cover. Um. Hmm. That being said, um, it was one of those things where, I, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to enough people and you, and you understand where, where the music industry is right now. Yeah. Most And most people don't have the attention span um, to um, digest a full record. And uh, I mean, it obviously that comes down to artists and certain things, but I, I really feel like it makes more sense to create songs you can put more time into uh-huh. and more effort into and then you're not filling up a record full of fluff full of songs you're never going to play live full of you know just i mean just filler like and, and i feel like not every band does that but a lot mm-hmm. of the time you, you there's no there's, you have no control over what goes over well live and what doesn't so the, the nice thing about putting out two songs and then putting out two more songs and are putting out a cover in between the two more songs is it gives everyone time to digest each song individually and lets them get excited about more songs. And you know how it goes. Sometimes it takes a few listens through a record before you like really find the songs you like. Mm -hmm. And then you listen again and then you're like, Oh, cool. I really like, let's just say these three songs are great but you can listen to the record and go, okay, they're never going to play these songs live. Like I'm never going to get to experience these songs. So like, it's, it's great. I'm glad that this music was created, but it just like, it just feels like it was created with no purpose other than making sure that the, the record was full of songs. You know what I mean? Um, So I like the fact that we can take our time. I had more time to create. I had more time to fine tune more time to um, sit with the label, sit with the PR company, get through things, do interviews, do podcasts, like yeah. get all that stuff happening. And, and it, and it spreads all that out. Um, so it's not just slammed into a week and then the, or, or two, and then that two week of promotion just goes straight down the drain because now you've got, now you released a whole record 
Hmm. And we're not the kind of band to put out um, music videos or this, that, or the other thing. So it's just like, this is, this is the material we have to promote. Yep. And this is the time, the time frame, and it, and, it, and it breaks it up. So it like gives you the time to talk about it, gives the time to do the podcast and all this stuff. And, and it's just like, it makes it, uh, it makes it more fun for me. It yeah. makes it less stressful for me. Cause like I said, you know, approaching this whole from the situation, the whole thing from the situation being like, it's lower stress. It's more fun. It's just easier to swallow. Just all, everything about it makes it is all part of that whole, the, the whole process of the approach of this band right now is just like taking it easy, playing when we play, having a good time when we do, you know, putting ourselves in the right situations and just enjoying ourselves. So mm. it, it, it kind of, it's just a, a continuation of that, that thought process. So. Is it easy to keep that um, thought process at the forefront of your mind? Because it is constantly, and as you said, an ever-changing world and it is high pressure and there's always going to be demand for you to do more. As you say, maybe do music videos and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's funny because I've, I carried a lot of stress just in general um, to get, well, I've kind of always done it. Um, I think I think it's part of like our functional functionality of our brain is just being like a certain amount of anxiety is necessary just to get uh, the work done. You know, when you yeah. spend the time on the road and you're, and you're getting out there, like you have to be motivated and anxious enough to give a shit enough to make sure your product is good enough. Right. So mm. there's always going to be that. Right. That 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 is always going to be there. Um I think it's just a matter of taking that and being as professional as possible Mm. and then trying to just relax. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's why, that's why I spent a lot of the last couple of years doing is just trying to relax. Um, I spent a lot of time with my other band um, just really stressing myself about, about situations because I couldn't, because I couldn't draw the line between business and then mm. the pleasure that comes with playing music, right? Yeah. Because when you're working for yourself and you're doing all the all the work, there it's hard to draw that line. It's hard to like make sure you get to the show on time, make sure you get paid, do all these things, make sure you sound great, make sure the sound engineer taken care of, make, how many pre-sale are there? All that stuff that goes into the show and then be able to turn all that off and enjoy myself during the set. And then turn it right back on when the set's over, pack up my stuff, get everything going, get on to the next show. So it's just like with this band, I made sure that I just wasn't stressing about those things anymore. So um, I guess, you know, now, now that I've babbled on enough here, I've kind of forgotten what the, what the real question was here. But I, I really feel like um, pressure will always be there. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of just managing it properly. Like just having the experience to be like, okay, like obviously everybody wants to make money. The label wants to make money. We want to make money. We want to sell product. Mm. You want to have people to talk to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's all part of the machine. Um, you just got to kind of roll with the punches and have the best, best time you can, you know? Is, is is that attitude kind of um, lowering your expectations for what you want from the both these EPs? Do you have any expectations of what you would like to kind of get from the releases? Um, you know, the expectations, you know, mm. I, I've always been a realist. Um, yeah. 
you know, you, you, when you go into a situation like this, you're like, okay, cool. Well, I know what I can expect from what my ability is, what I can write, what I can do. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, you choose a label to work with and you go, Hey, what does this label do? What are they capable of? You know, you know, and then this, that, and the other thing, I, I think the expectation is just like that we all enjoyed the business we just did together and we're all, and, and when getting this music out into the ether, um, the best way we can, you know, with our limited availability and our, yeah. and our, our, the, the reach of our genre in general, you just like, you hope for the best. And that's really, I don't really think there's an expectation other than like, Hey, this is, this is a good idea. Um, I had an existing relationship with the label, um, yeah. one of the members, and it's just like, I brought it to him and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was just excited to do it. I was excited to do it. Yeah. And like, and it's exciting to, to, you know, rekindle with old friends and, and play, play music again. And hopefully reach, you know, a new audience and then the old audience and hopefully they, they, still appreciate what we're trying to accomplish yeah yeah was it easy um considering it wasn't too long before you returned like um officially that the pandemic kind of hit that momentum that you initially had and then being able hitting a period where effectively the world couldn't really do much did that harm your momentum or did that kind of benefit what you guys wanted to do um i would say that um it definitely wasn't a hindrance. No. Mm. Um, I think in 19, we had the opportunity to get back together again. We had just, you know, we spent some time in, in the practice space again, you know, just kind of got back together. It was fun. We had a great time and it was just like, Oh, well, this is fun. You know, how many years have passed? Okay. Wow. It's been 12 years or however many years that since I played with the guys and yeah. it, it was kind of like, Oh, well, this was fun. Let's do this some more. And honestly, the easiest way to do this some more is to write new music. Cause you know, you can only, you can only ride on old stuff for so long before, you know, to get any sort of attention, you have to be putting out new music. Yeah. So let's do that and approach it that way. And then, you know, we started writing and then obviously the pandemic hits and you go, Oh, okay. Um, we all kind of stepped back from everything. I think for a while, I was only out of work for a couple of weeks, but, um, that being said, it was a while before I could see the guys again, you know, because everybody's mm. being careful and we had no idea what to really expect, this, that, and the other thing. And then it turned into a blessing because it gave me the opportunity to find the gentleman that I did the like did the work with, like I recorded yeah. with. It also gave me the time to like really work on the songs. Um, we had tested one of them live, and like after I played it, I was kind of like, I went back to the drawing board, almost completely rewrote it. Um, mm. so, I mean, I, I would say that the, the COVID was a, a blessing for music writing. Cause I think, it, I think for everybody, everybody was kind of like, oh, well, we can't go on the road. So what are we going to do? So let's yeah. write some music. Right. So I feel like we were right there, you know, doing the same homework as everybody else was at the same time. Um, and I think for me, it just let me be even more calm about it and less rushed mm. and less anxious about it because I was just there was no pressure. It was just like, Oh, well, no one's doing anything anyway. So just, you know, take my time take and, and time. do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 
any positives you can take from that period is worth screaming about. Um, the tracks from this is the way volume one and volume two, did they come from a bigger pool of ideas? Did you have a lot of chopping and changing and try to decide what would actually fit on the EPs? Um, so the first EP, um, one song, um, strength didn't change. Mm. I wrote it the way it came out and that yep. was it. Um, with, um, the lost ones that was the one we had tested live uh, and i just didn't i wasn't i just didn't feel it um so i went back to the drawing board um kept a part or two and then even after chris also recorded the vocals on it it actually created a chorus and i then i redid this i fixed the song again so like <laughs> the chorus of that song was only actually played once and then wow. I, I doubled it i doubled it and then I liked, I chopped off part of the end of the song and I liked it better that way. So um, the other two, um, Time Flies, oh, I beat that one up. I, I tried, I can't tell you how many different like arrangements I tried. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and it was just like, that was another one I beat up a, a bunch. Um, and then um, the last one, I just, I, I didn't, I literally came in with one riff. Um, I was inspired by a song and I came in with a riff and I literally wrote the other riffs while I was tr tracking it. And then yeah. I just, I just, I just found the BPM and I went with it and I rearranged it a little bit and that was it. So it, it, it wasn't really like a pool of ideas. Um, the, I, my big thing about writing these newer songs was I just write wanted to write what I wanted to write. Yeah. So, basically whatever I came up with, as long as I felt like the progression was correct or the arrangement was right, that's really all I was looking for. Um, and then I was living in Detroit mm. at the time too, when I was writing all this stuff. So like a lot of this stuff, like I didn't really get to experience like with vocal until it got recorded. So we, we had like, like I said, we had played the one song live and then we went back to the drawing board and then we screwed around a little bit more and then kind of had it figured out. He recorded it and i was like oh well that's yeah. fucking great i like this a lot let's, re <laughs> let's do that let's 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 have that appear again and then yeah so i mean at the end of the day like i feel like i wouldn't you're not like a certain yeah certain things happen right the first time other things you literally have to like take them home and think about it come back to it plot try it again listen to it again and i don't i think that's just good songwriting you know i mean yeah. I, I think some things hit, some things are like they're meant to hit and they hit right the first time other things are like good ideas that have to be developed upon and developed and developed and developed and you know i'm i have a lot of friends that say the exact same thing i'll listen to it again and listen to it again and go i can do better mm. what's or that transition could be better or whatever and they and they come back to it and they make sure that you know it comes out the right way and uh yeah i mean it's all just so organic sometimes it's just like oh that worked out that was perfect cool <laughs> that's exactly what i was trying to do exactly what i was trying to accomplish and it happened the first time um and then you're trying to like keep up to that same standard you know this i guess this is where the expectation comes in like mm. i expect i expect myself to write decent songs <laughs> so <laughs> so i put so i put that pressure on myself to make sure that happens so it sounds like 
ultimately, overall, it was a smooth process. But was there any particular area across the entire creation process that you found particularly challenging? Um, I think there's this, like, expectation when you're just a heavy band in general okay. um, to write and, or, or a band I mean, and not even just heavy bands write breakdowns anymore, but like just to have the right impact from a breakdown or the right impact from a song, you want, you want someone to hear it and go, Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's, that's like the, what you want, the response you want, you want to be like predictable enough, but um, not too predictable, like not hmm. cheesy. Like, so, and we're, we've never been a band that's been like, it's been okay to be like, cheesy i don't know I, I guess the best way to describe it is that you show up to band practice you're like you know what would be ridiculous is if we did this everybody goes <laughs> i don't think we can do that and you go well maybe we should because it's so ridiculous that it'll be awesome we've never <laughs> been that band we, we've yeah. we've always been a little bit more serious than that so um i guess like i said the expectation is, is to have people go oh damn cool i like that yeah. like or 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 and and at this point too, after however many years of not writing music, you want them to be like people to be like, oh, they've grown a bit, you know, because we've we've mm. all grown as musicians and we're all better at what we do now. So you you want people to hear that as well, you know. So um, I definitely wrote better riffs than I did when I was you know a kid. So yeah, that that <laughs> that was a big part of it for me too. And just like the impact, like I said, you want you want people to be like, oh, this is heavy. Okay, cool sonically this sounds pretty good like it's it's mixed well and it sounds great you know like mm. i can i can i can listen to this and, and you want something to hold up too you know you want something 20 years from now when you listen to it yeah. you don't go it's not cringeworthy you know what i mean so i think dated that, that's sorry go ahead dated i was gonna suggest yeah saying yeah, yeah, you don't want yeah. To sound dated yeah 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 like you want it to hold up so yeah i mean i feel like that's a big a big part of it too is just making sure that like you know when I listen to it, even 20 years from now, I go, I don't go, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> and, and I don't, and I don't do that when I listen to the, you know, the, some of the suffocate faster songs, like some of them. Yeah. But um, the ones that we still get to play and we, and you know, we've continued to play um, um, those, those hold up for me and the recording holds up for me. So then that's my opinion, obviously, but, yeah. um, but it's nice, you know, to feel that way about a song. What do you then, what do you see as the biggest challenge to getting ears on this EP and direct and attention directed towards a suffocate faster? Particularly as it stands now, I think 2023, you know? Yeah. Um, what, I'm sorry, I guess uh, you're asking what, what, what is the challenge or what do I, what do you do perceive you as the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it goes. I, I think I think the biggest challenge is honestly our age, um, okay. and not not to say that that younger kids are ageist. Um, there's definitely been a resurgence of um, straight edge music in America mm. um, in the last few years, um, which is nice to see. Um, it's nice to see that you know more kids are finding straight edge and um, finding the lifestyle and and whatever. Um, Absolutely. So so I feel like the challenge is just reaching those those people and mm. when you take a 
you know, a hiatus, if you will, um, through a certain time period where social, like, so when we, when we started, when we kind of took our time off, yeah. MySpace was definitely a thing, but Facebook was definitely not as prevalent. Mm. Um, I know it's kind of taken a backseat to Instagram and TikTok now, but when you're a little bit older dudes, it, you have, you can't be cringy, right? Like you, you, we can't be the, we, we missed TikTok really. We missed Instagram mostly, you know what I mean? Like, and we've mm. done our best to try to, you know, you do your best, you know, yeah. social media is a, a very difficult beast and it's constantly changing. And I'm not saying because of our age, we don't have the ability to harness it. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, we're a little out of touch with the younger people who are, you know, the new straight edge kids, like right. the bands they're listening to. We're not playing shows with those bands. Um, we're not on the label with those bands. So, you know, it, that is what creates, uh, I think, the biggest challenge is just like when you're when you didn't like we didn't start an Instagram account when Instagram came out. So we don't have, yeah. we don't have all that those years of accumulating those fans, even though we may or not have been as active or maybe playing a show here or there, this, that and the other thing. And I think that's the real challenge is and even even if a new band right now starts, you know, like you have to hope that you're either on the right label or you're on the right tour or you get the right hyped up song yeah. to grab all that attention to get that. So at the end of the day, I think that's, it's not even just our, our, our biggest hurdle. It's, I feel like a lot of bands. Yeah, I think you pretty much just nailed the entire experience of every band there, not just specifically to you, but just what every yeah. band goes through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 very difficult. I, I I talk to my wife about it all the time. It's just like, um, you know, I'm obviously in Australia now, and I'd like to, I'd like to you know pursue some new projects down here. You know, because there's yeah. some other guys that I know down here that I wouldn't have been able to be in a band had I not be here. You know, currently. So it's just like, it's exciting to think about, but then I also mm -hmm. think about like, oh, well, starting from complete scratch, um, in an environment where creating all that new new hype and new social media new 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 whatever and it just just sounds like a very very large headache <laughs> and and kind of deletes any of the whole approach i'm trying to have you know relax you know like stress-free yeah. you know just enjoying music again um as a, a fully functioning adult you know um a little counterintuitive to that but you know we'll see where, we'll see see where things take me in the next couple of years <laughs> no I, I get it I, I actually really get it we speak to a lot of um australian bands funny enough young australian bands who are trying mm -hmm. to just crowbar their way into a a, a strong scene in that country specifically but mm -hmm. with a ceiling because how do you break out how do you get that attention and get yourself a bit more worldwide and it feels like a nightmare yeah, I, th I think the biggest, okay, and, and I can't speak for every Australian band here. Mm. Um, I think the biggest problem in most most genres, just across across the world, and, yeah. and I would I would give the same advice to um, a band that's in, Aus in Australia, is I feel like bands down here, not every band, but bands, younger, younger, younger folks, see a band doing well and they're like i really like that band 
I want to emulate what that band is doing, mm. what, whether it's um, their style, their, their, their look, um, maybe their equipment, the guitars, you know, like just the normal things you emulate. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of kids right now um, are going to the digital amplifier format <clears throat> and they're not putting cabs on stage. Mm. They're relying on sonically too much on tracks or too much on just uh, uh, too much of a digital format where it loses the effect of what a loud heavy band sounds like. Right. You know, I, and I feel like not, I'm not trying to be old school about it. I'm, mm -hmm. I just, the way I feel about it is like, when you do that, you end up sounding just like other bands. And if you're not yeah. better than those other bands, and you're not doing something more unique than those other bands, then you're going to be trying to just, just you're, you're going to be struggling through it and doing your best to claw and scratch and, and get to where you need to be. And it's hard. There's so many other bands. There's so many bands, so many bands. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's too genre specific anymore. Like, every every hardcore band right now is a hardcore band playing death metal right now you know and yeah. it's just like that's what america's like right now and that's what every band that's on every tour is like you know and bands from you know even 20 years ago just were all very unique and i feel like that's something that people have lost touch with like the, the some of the artistry has been lost and i would just tell any band that's starting or whatever I'm like just do something unique do mm. do you do what you want to do and worry less about what's really cool right now or has been cool for the last seven years because you might just be the right band to set the new trend that's on the the forefront of the mm. next thing you know, what I mean, I feel like too many like, but it's like it's a, it's like you know technology. By the time you buy a computer, it's already obsolete because they've already built another a better computer, a faster computer, or whatever, or whatever. So if you're if you're now looking at a band going, oh that band's successful, I like what they're doing, I want to play music like that, you're already too late. <laughs> so think about the next thing. What 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 do you think is the next step in this this on this crazy timeline we're on. <laughs> I've been watching Loki, so I've been thinking about timelines. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that that's, I think we all have the same challenge, no matter how old we are or whatever, yep. young bands, old bands, whatever. It's, it's a really difficult industry to navigate. Um, it's really fun when it can be. Don't take yourselves too seriously. Just have fun and try to do yeah try to just be you and hope hope that that's the next next thing because you want to be unique enough to stand out don't don't i don't know you, you know where i'm going with that <laughs> i do i do and you've kind of nailed it there as well most important thing of all continue to have fun um so yeah. that kind of brings me to you guys and um plans i guess in the 2024 are you looking at 2024 in a moment uh at what you potentially can and can't do um well, so 
I've told myself and my wife and I have decided too that we're going to at least get um, to the States once a year at, mm -hmm. at the very least, you know, um, and beyond that, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Australia, but pay time off, quality of life, work balance, all that stuff is just a bigger thing here. Yes. And, 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 um, you know, employers take better care of their employees here and there's mm -hmm. just a lot more care there. And, and that hopefully converts into, um, more show days for me. So, um, we'll see when and where that is. Hopefully yep. by summertime next year, I'm thinking, you know, we literally just got here. So, um, obviously I'm getting settled and figuring all that stuff out. Um, the boys are going to keep going and, um, keep kicking stuff out and uh we'll see if you know more new mu new music is on the horizon for suffocate faster into next yeah. year we'll see how things are going and um i'm not against just keep putting out eps maybe we'll see how it goes <laughs> good to hear um but we're getting ahead of ourselves that's next year right now november 17th this is the way volume two and of course october 19th the first single from that time flies uh chris before we wrap this up we have a section at the end where things change a little bit uh you can't see them but it's in the skull we call ozzy osbourne and it is randomized okay. questions anything and everything that is a mix of stuff i've put in there but have also been submitted by other oh. bands cool I like so, that. I'm going to pull some out and I'm going to throw them your way. And we're going to start with number 42. What do you prefer? A lively party or a quiet walk, say in the woods? Oh, wow. Um, so I will. It all depends on company, right? I mean, both mm. of those, both those alternatives, right? Um, I'm not, um, I mean, I'm a straight edge guy, so I'm not really into the, the drinking side of the party. Fair. Now, if it's a party, if it's a party where we're, we're together. Um, I mean, I even enjoy a good, you know, Super Bowl party get together. I enjoy a good um, Halloween party. So we'll, we'll go with party. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I, you I like, like you like the company. I like snacks. Um, that's really what it comes <laughs> down to. I, I like nachos. I like um, I like chips. I like lots of dips and stuff. Yeah. So I, I like food in general. So I feel like yeah, party parties parties the way to go. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, number 82. What video game defined your childhood? Ooh. Um I would have to say um so childhood can be a very broad term. Um Absolutely. I, will, I will just I will just say um if we're looking at the Nintendo Entertainment System, I will absolutely say um Mega Man 2. Uh, oh wow. And then I will for Super Nintendo, um, Super Mario World indefinitely. Um and then so that was like so I'm I'm born A3, so yep. I, I turned four I turned 40 this year. So yeah, I mean I love yeah, I mean those two really. I mean like those are the two that specifically jump out like immediately. Um mm. I think it was probably 89 before I got a Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and uh, just something about the Mega Man franchise is amazing. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. Mega Man, I, I missed Mega Man 1. I, I mean, I, I went back and played it, but I, I just, I never had that as a kid. I had two and three as a kid. 
I've, I've played those way too much. Um, I, they're hard as they're both hard to sell, but they're great. Yeah. Um, and then when, I just remember when Super Nintendo came out. Um, obviously, Super Marvel came with the machine, and uh, I still play it to this day. I literally was my buddy and I finished the game real quick. We played it like I think two 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 random opportunities. We had to play together, and we just went back and forth, just handed the controller back and forth. We each played a level, kind of thing, and we just played through the whole thing and it was really fun. So I can, I still remember where everything is and everything, <laughs> all that stuff. So yeah, those, those two, those two games specifically define my childhood, I would say. Oh, I love it. Cause that's my era as well. You said you're 83. I'm 84. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're on. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, number 17. What is your go-to pizza order? What goes on top of your pizza? Um, I'm a plain cheese, but extra cheese guy. That's me. Yeah. But, but that being said, that's a, that's if I'm if it's just my pizza, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, but 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 pizzas, all pizzas, good. Um, so whatever else is is on there is fine. <laughs> I'll still eat it. <laughs> Love it. All right, number sixty six. Oh, it's a big one. Who is the greatest vocalist ever, in your opinion? In my opinion, vocalist mm-hmm. ever. So this is of all time kind of thing. Yeah. <sighs> oh man, Steve Perry's pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, um, it's just it's such a hard thing. I mean, it is. Yeah. Uh, Steve Perry, Freddie Mercury, um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm, it is these names. Yeah. Like who else? Uh, I just don't think anyone can to beat beat the one. You know what I mean? So I, I just yeah. Those are those are the first three that pop my head so yes yeah, three incredible yeah absolutely okay last one then uh number six what is the last thing you do before you go to sleep um last thing i do um i usually i usually pick a position whether that's on my back or on my front i i always grew up sleeping in my front i just like, oh yeah I, I think it's um we i guess our parents were taught when we were young to put us on our bellies to sleep. So I'm just mm. most comfortable in my belly. Um, and then if I fall asleep, like on my back, it's because I'm that tired usually. Um, so I'd say the last thing I do is I usually find a position for the extra pillow that I have, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's a body pillow or just another pillow that's on, on the bed. Um, yeah. I either hold it on my chest or I put it between my, my knees. So yeah. like my knees aren't grinding together all night. Um, so that's pretty much, uh, that's the last thing I do, I'd say, is position that pillow. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, right. Wonderful. Well, as we already said, this is the way volume two, November 17th via Smart Punk. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Carl, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I know it's a little trouble to uh, find the balance between UK time, US time, yeah. and Australia time. It's, <laughs> we did our best. So thanks, man. I really got- appreciate it. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.